welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. For some people, the word mindfulness is a bad word. And if you're one of them, this episode is for you today. <laughs> and if you're not one of them, I still hope you'll join in and listen in today because I think there's some things that might help you learn how to be a little more mindful and have a lot of fun doing it. So today is about mindfulness. And I want to start off by sharing with you a story. Um, it's a little bit about my mindfulness journey. You see, I started learning mindfulness and a little bit about meditation many years ago. You know, when you work with people who uh, have anxiety, it's common to be looking for things and trying things to help people calm their body, calm their mind, calm their heart, and calm their soul. So mindfulness plays into that. So it's something I've tinkered with and played with on and off for many years. But recently, I've had a turn, a change, and I've discovered the powerful impact it can have, especially for those who are struggling with any kind of anxiety or depression, but also physical health problems as well. I was one of those people having some health challenges these last few years and have had random chronic symptoms that doctors can't seem to always figure out. And I've had to do a lot of the research on my own over the years. But a few months ago, I decided it was time to shape my nutrition up a little bit. And I found someone to help me with my health and nutrition. And about two weeks before we got started, this woman said to me, just so you know, when we get started, you're going to have to take a picture of everything you eat and send it to me. We're going to be tracking everything you eat. For two weeks, two full weeks, every time I went to put something in my mouth, I thought, is this something I would be proud of taking a picture of? Would I feel comfortable sending this? And I really started noticing what I was eating. I started becoming more mindful, more aware. I started noticing colors. I noticed textures. I noticed proportions. And most importantly, I started noticing why I was eating. And I started noticing when I was eating. And I started noticing my surroundings. What was going on? What was I doing? while I was eating. 
the first step in any form of mindfulness is just noticing what's in front of you. Simply noticing. Life is busy and life is distracting and we like noise. I like noise. I like to have the TV on or music on when I'm cooking or cleaning. I like the noise. I like the distractions. But when I'm distracted, I don't often connect with my heart and spirit as much. And I miss important details in front of me. Now that doesn't mean we can't have both times where we're mindful and times with the noise and the distractions. I need them both. But I do need more mindfulness to help balance out the scale. For me personally, I need more mindfulness. The last few months, as I've been going on a health and nutrition journey, I've also been going on a mindfulness journey. It didn't happen on purpose together. It just did. It just worked out that way. The two together have been so empowering. I have discovered that the more I'm calm and quiet, the more I notice what's in front of me, the more mindful I become, and the easier it is then to accept what's in front of me. I didn't say like it or choose it or do something about it, but for the moment, I can lean into acceptance. And when I lean into the acceptance of what I'm noticing, even if it feels uncomfortable, my heart is still soft. My anxiety doesn't flare. I don't fall into depression. And most important, I don't go into that self-sabotaging behavior of storytelling. Freud said, and I'm paraphrasing, this is not a direct quote, that when someone comes and sits on his couch long enough, unwanted thoughts or memories or feelings would eventually come up. Some that would be too difficult to handle. I'm not asking you to lean into things that you can't handle. But I am asking you to start to get comfortable with the uncomfortable feeling of quiet. And noticing so that ultimately you can get to the acceptance of it. But just simply noticing what is going on right in front of you. So if you're not into the formal idea of meditating, what about informally? Have you ever just been washing your hands? And just notice the bubbles on your hands? really paid attention to the sensation of the temperature of the water on your hands? Does the soap have a smell to it? Just simply noticing what's in front of you and paying attention and accepting all that comes with that experience is mindful. It's being present. It's being mindful. What about walking? I love to go on walks. I've been walking a lot lately. And in the beginning, I would turn on music or podcasts and I'd be so excited to go on a walk because I could listen to my podcast. But I've switched lately. There's no noise in my ears because I want to be mindful and notice what's in front of me. 
What can I hear that's real outside in nature? Is there birds, dog barking? Maybe you can hear a lawnmower down the road a ways. Can I really see the color green of the grass? Are there flowers? What might I have missed if I was so focused on pod, the podcast in my ear? And it's not that podcasting is bad. I love podcasting, clearly. But are there times that it's important to take out the earbuds, turn off the TV? Yeah. Sometimes we need to be mindful. Sometimes we need to be even more present and notice what's really going on in front of us. A lot of people find that kind of Zen mindful moment doing arts and crafts and hobbies, crocheting, handiwork, painting, you know, even weeding our yard. Sometimes those activities, we really love them because they're mindful activities. Our brain gets to slow down a little bit and just notice what's in front of us. And that's why it feels good to us. And that's why our body craves those kinds of activities. So the number one benefit of being mindful is that it calms your body so you can connect with your heart and your spirit. Lots of times people with anxiety or depression or ADD or ADHD, they say they have a hard time feeling the spirit. They don't feel things like when they're praying or reading their scriptures. Mindfulness helps with all of that. Mindfulness isn't a replacement for it, but it simply prepares you so that when you do be mindful about your prayers and your scriptures, you get more out of it. But for a minute, let's talk about a few more benefits of what being mindful can look like and feel like for you. Number one, as it gets you more present, well, we all know that when we're present, we don't feel anxiety. Anxiety doesn't live in the present. It lives in the future. It's an anticipation of future things to come or might not come. When you're present, anxiety doesn't live there. So being present and noticing what's in front of you is really important and really powerful if you struggle with anxiety. It helps decrease depression symptoms. It helps decrease cancer symptoms. It helps decrease chronic illness symptoms. It improves diabetes. It reduces blood pressure. It helps with insomnia. It helps with relationship issues. It helps our muscular and skeletal systems, those pains and aches that can come with sore muscles and uh, helps relieve and um, uh, alleviate some of those. It reduces stress. It helps with trauma healing. So meditation and mindfulness is really powerful for those who are veterans, who've been through war, who've been through tragedies, any type of PTSD, mindfulness helps with that. One of my favorite things that mindfulness does is it stops the need 
or storytelling, that self-sabotaging behavior that we oftentimes get caught up in when we get our feelings hurt or when we get tired and down, we often storytell. And that leads to us staying stuck in suffering. So it helps us be present and notice what's in front of us instead of going down that storytelling rabbit hole. Another fun one is that it's an antidote to boredom. You see, when you're present and noticing what's in front of you, your mind is open and curious, leaving no room for fears and doubts and anxiety. And when you're open and curious, well, there's always something to learn and something to do. So there's no room for boredom. It might be as simple as watching a flower bloom, a bird sing. It might be something as simple as watching ants crawl across the sidewalk. Maybe it's watching your dog sleep or your children laugh. But there's nothing to be bored when you're noticing what's going on around you. And in just as important, starting to notice what's going on inside of you. How are you breathing? What sensations, what feelings, what emotions are surfacing in your body? Where do you feel tension? Your breath is going to be your power in all of these moments. When your mind wanders off and you stop noticing and being present, and it will, and that's normal, you simple, simply always come back to that breath. Whenever you want to be mindful and present, simply come back to your breath. The more present we are, the more mindful we are, the easier it is to feel gratitude. Now, if you know me, you know I love gratitude and you know I love the benefits of gratitude because they overlap with all of the benefits of mindfulness. They're almost the same. Gratitude brings you joy. Gratitude brings you happiness. And gratitude brings you into the present, shows you all the good things that are right there in front of you, giving you something to notice, to be excited about, to be proud of. And it moves us closer to our God, who is the source of all that gratitude, all goodness. So what would stop you from practicing daily mindfulness, especially if you knew you could do it while you were washing your hands, doing the dishes, folding the laundry, driving in the car, going for a walk? Mindfulness can be incorporated into the things that you're already doing. You don't have to find a big block of time to sit down and meditate unless you want to but you can still reap all the benefits by just being mindful and present in the things that you're already doing, including chewing your food. The trick then becomes once you start finding those mindful moments every day and embracing them and leaning into them, when those uncomfortable things pop up, because they might, they probably will, is learning then to lean into them and just feel them and be aware of them. There's nothing that needs fixed in the moment. There's nothing you need to do. You simply lean into that feeling. And if it doesn't feel good, it's okay. 
because the last step of, ex- of mindfulness is acceptance. It's just accepting what's here and what showed up for you in that moment. When you get acceptance in that moment for those things, it takes away some of the sting and the pain. Doesn't mean you like it, what happened, or that you wish it would happen again. It simply means whatever thing you went through and you experienced in your past that your body's still holding on to, we're just accepting that it's still there and it needs a little attention. And as we validate it and notice it, it gets some of the attention it needs in a safe way, in a healing way. So what can you lean into that's a little bit uncomfortable? When you start to feel some of those things surface, Just notice them. Where are you feeling that in your body? What does it feel like? Is it a color? Is it a shape? Is it hard? Is it flexible? Just simply notice it. Recently, I had to watch a movie for a class. And the movie was called The Imitation Game. You might have seen it. It came out around 2014, I think. And uh, the star of the the movie is Benedict Cumberbatch and Kira Knightley is also in it. And in the movie, there's a scene where the main character is actually talking about violence. And he says something to the effect of, this is not a direct quote, but that humans like violence because the act of violence is satisfying. He goes on to say that when you remove the satisfaction, the act becomes hollow. And he's describing this as a narrator. Well, on the movie, he as a child is being locked into um, the floorboards. He's been placed under the floorboards and the floor being nailed on top of him. He's in kind of like a crawl space under the floor. And these are school bullies that have put him in there and are nailing these boards down on top of him. So he's trapped under the floor and he's kicking and screaming, which would be a normal reaction to someone who is terrified and being bullied and abused. And then he stops the kicking and the screaming and he just lays there still. And all of a sudden the bully's satisfaction have been removed and they leave. I want to share that story because I think of mindfulness a little bit the same way. Sometimes when those uncomfortable feelings or thoughts pop up as we become more and more mindful, We're going to want to kick and fight and scream. We're going to want to resist them. But if we take away the satisfaction, if we take away the reaction and simply just sit there for a minute and notice it, notice the uncomfortableness, the act becomes hollow. the intensity reduces and the feeling or that pain, that suffering that we've been feeling 
once we notice it and validate it, like I said before, it's easier to accept it. And then we can decide later what we want to do with it. But noticing and accepting that it showed up in that moment, when we don't resist it, when we just lean into the uncomfortableness, it's a little bit like an ocean wave. It's going to wash over us, but it will wash back out. And it loses its intensity each time we do it. Leaning into something that's uncertain and unfamiliar and especially uncomfortable, that takes a little practice. And you're not expected to do it today. But... If you want to experience the peace that can come in your body so that you can connect with your heart and soul even more, we simply start by just noticing little moments throughout our day where we can be mindful. Don't miss a detail. Don't miss a detail. Don't miss the bubbles on your hand as you wash your hands or do the dishes. Don't miss the little bee that buzzed by. Don't miss that your child was smiling at something. Find moments and be present. Notice all the details in high resolution. And you will start to experience a beautiful life. One that is rich, full of blessings and gratitudes beyond measure. And that is how we start being mindful and living our best life or our anxiously engaged life. If you have a story or something you are doing to be mindful and would like to share that with me, I would love to hear it. I love stories. Please feel free to reach out anytime. In the meantime, I wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.